right then. We are back for episode three of Wrestler's Court. Today we are going to go through Night of Champions and AEW Double or Nothing. I'm just going to run through the card, the matches, what I thought, what went well, what didn't go so well. I think there was plus points on both cards and there was definitely some low points on both as well, which we'll get through. I'm going to go in chronological order, so we'll start with WWE and go Night of Champions, which was out in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia on Saturday night. For myself, it was pretty nice to watch as I always like these shows because living in jolly old England, it's nice to be able to watch a card on an evening as opposed to having to get up at 1am if I want to watch it live, so that was pretty good. In terms of the overall stadium and the setting, I thought it was really impressive. I think they always put on a good stage when they're out in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, a lot of money going around there. The crowd seemed really into it as well, which was really good. And I think that always helps with a show when you've got a crowd that are really, really invested in the show. The best one recently, obviously, being out in Costa Rica last month. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the overall setting and the crowd themselves. The show itself, I thought, was a little disjointed, if I'm honest. It wasn't my favourite card of the year. It certainly wasn't a bad card either. It just felt a bit all over the place. And that kind of was how the card started, having Seth versus AJ, which generally I would have said should have been main event. I'm not a fan of a world title match starting a card. I'm especially not a fan of a world title match starting a card when it's the and going for a brand new title, especially as it's been a tournament building up to it. It kind of takes away some of the value of the belt, I feel. Having said that, I do think to a point Triple H was justified with the main event and how the show ended. I do think... Roman Reigns should pretty much be the main event of any card that he's on. He is the biggest wrestler in the world at the moment, and he is their number one guy. And like I say, we will get to the main event, but it did make sense having him in the, him there. I still wasn't a big fan of Seth and AJ starting the show, but I suppose it stops them from getting lost in the middle of the pack as well. So I can, I can get over it. The match itself, I thought, was pretty much everything you would hope for from a Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles match. These two guys are two of the best in-ring performers in the world at the moment. Seth going over makes a lot of sense. I think he was most people's favourites going into the tournament, and I know there was talk of this whole, he's in Hollywood at the moment, so will they put the belt on him thing? They must have sorted this out. They must know his schedule. I, I don't believe he is going to be an inactive champion. I do think he's going to be there week in, week out. I know this was another reason that he was in the opening match of the card because he needed to leave and go to Hollywood. I can get over that to a point unless it becomes a mainstay of his reign, in which case I don't actually think they'll leave the belt on him a huge amount of time. But, fingers crossed, he's wanted it for a long time. He wants the opportunity. He definitely deserves it. The last year, I think he's been the MVP of WWE. Every match he's had has been great. 
he hasn't had a single bad match. His match with Roman was great. The build-up was great. His match at WrestleMania with Logan Paul was tremendous and one of the highlights of both nights. So he, he certainly deserves it. The match itself, I think, built really well. It built really well in that there was a couple of times I actually did think they were going to put the belt on AJ, which going into the match I was pretty sure they weren't going to do. But again, that's kind of what you expect from two of the best in the world. They know how to build a good match. It was really exciting. AJ Styles hitting the pedigree. I thought that might have been it, which was, again, a, a good spot. Match in general, no complaints my end. It was certainly kind of what you would expect. Two of the best in the world putting on a good show. And it was a really good way to start the card. We then transitioned over to what was, to be honest, one of the least interesting matches build-up wise on the card for me which was Trish versus Becky Lynch I've not really been sold on this build-up whatsoever I think Trish has done her best to be a real bitch and she's been good on Twitter but in terms of the actual build-up on Raw I've been a bit not interested to be perfectly honest but the match itself was probably the surprise of the weekend for me in how good it was I was a little worried that Trish was going to look out of place and Becky was going to have to carry her now don't get me wrong Becky certainly did the majority of the legwork in the match but Trish looked in great shape she moved really well she sold well there was a couple little mistakes which I don't really mind mistakes in a match I don't mind I don't think it always needs to be completely perfect so that was fine the match drew me in like I say when it started I was kind of not not too fussed not so much a bathroom break match, but like I say, I, I certainly wasn't excited and desperate to see the match, but they built it really well. I liked the ending as well with Zoe Stark. I thought that was surprising. I, I didn't expect that. And it then builds up to what I assume will be a second and a third match. Becky getting busted open. I actually didn't see how that happened, but that always helps. It kind of gives callbacks to the man when Nia Jax punched her right square in the mouth. So... That builds up the rivalry as well. And I am much more interested in a second match now. Like I say, this match I didn't have too much interest whatsoever. Now I kind of I really want to see that rematch. So I'm interested to see what they do with the next steps to this. My assumption being this would be at SummerSlam. I don't know whether they will do another match at Money in the Bank. It is possible they do the second match at Money in the Bank. Becky goes over and then the rubber match at SummerSlam, which I don't mind. I'm also not against the idea of Trish being a super heel here and really pushing off the idea of a rematch, saying Becky's got to earn the rematch. She's already Trish already has the win, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, it was a really good match. I, I, I was pretty sold on it by the end, and I was, was invested. We then went into Gunter versus Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali was super over. The crowd were loving it. He was loving it. The problem with this match was simple, and that's that he was never going to win. You can't really see him as a viable contender against Gunter at the moment. That's not really his fault. I think he's been booked all right recently. Nothing great, nothing terrible, kind of where he should be. The problem is Gunter's nigh on invincible at the moment. There's very few people I can see really challenging him for the Intercontinental title at the moment which does present a long-term problem, I think a bit similar to Roman, not on the same level, but you have to, he has to drop the belt at some point, 
who's it going to be? At the moment, I can't see anyone really in or around the Intercontinental title scene who can beat Gunder. Like I say, it has to happen at some point. I think inevitably he's going to drop it at some point and go for the heavyweight title, which I'm all for. Seth Rollins versus Gunter would be great. Gunter versus most guys, I'm, I'm really into at the moment. That guy looks like a champion. He's brought real legitimacy to the Intercontinental Championship. I've loved his run. I love the way they present him. I think that Imperium, their entrance is tremendous with that white background and they come out. They look like a team that you want to see wrestle. I'm interested to see, like I say, where they go with it though. My worry is he's getting booked slightly into a corner because his matches need to be interesting. I know there's been talk of Riddle up next for him. I do really like Riddle, but I don't want to see him go over and beat Gunter. So again, it's kind of a rivalry for the sake of a rivalry. But yeah, the match itself, going back to it, I thought was pretty much how it should be. It was only around eight minutes long. Ali got over with the crowd. He got a bit of decent offense in. He hit that big 450, which I really like. And again, he, it put Gunder into some trouble, but not too much. He still looked dominant. The finish was as it should be. Nice big powerbomb, one, two, three. So no complaints on that match whatsoever. We then went into probably the surprise result of the evening. But if you listen to my previous episode... I'd said that it was time for Bianca to drop the title and clearly Triple H must be listening because she did. And it was the right decision. I think it was about time that Bianca drops the title. Let's let's see her as a challenger. Like I say, I'm not going to kind of go over it too much like I did on the previous episode, but the match itself was far better than their WrestleMania match, which I found a little underwhelming. Asuka had some really good offense. There was lots of back and forth. It looked like Bianca was going to finally get that win. It was all built around the mist, and then Asuka misses the mist, which again adds a little bit of excitement. Does she have any more? Will she do it again? That's how the whole match had been built up. I like the idea of her putting it on her taped fingers. I actually hadn't noticed the taped fingers, so again, that got over really well. And obviously stolen a bit from Muda but that's what you want um, especially since he's winning the Hall of Fame and she's kind of played up that kind of side of things as well so really good finish to the match I like the fact that Asuka cheated because it still keeps Bianca looking very strong she didn't come across as a weak champion she just looks like she's been cheated out of the title my worry is that they're going to put the belt straight back on her in a rematch I think make a really fight for it now I could see an argument for putting her in Money in the Bank and her winning it. But I don't really want to see that either. I think her cashing in Money in the Bank's not really what you want to see. Let's get to chase it down again. SummerSlam's probably still too early for her. But we'll see what happens. If they do the rematch, I do hope Asuka goes over again. I'm happy for it to be in a way where she cheats and keeps Bianca looking strong. But keep Bianca away from the title a little bit. Going back to Becky and Trish, we're starting to see now that we're starting to get some women's rivalries that aren't built solely around the belt, which I do think the women's division in WWE has been lacking the last few years. So put Bianca in a rivalry with someone else. Let's let's see something else for a little while. She absolutely needs to come back and get that title. She, she looks great. She looks like a champion. But let's keep her away from that for a little bit. Match itself was really good. Far better than the WrestleMania match, like I say. So all in all, good, good show on there. Really enjoyed it. 
And then we went into the best booked match of either show over the weekend, which sounds a bit crazy as the match was only about one minute long, but it was exactly what it needed to be. The match build-up didn't make any sense because there really wasn't any. I didn't really understand why Natalia was in a title match, what she's done to deserve it, outside of being around for a long time and being a veteran. My worry going into the match was that this was going to be competitive. They've built Rhea, especially since beating Charlotte, as this absolute destroyer. She needed to look strong, and boy did she look strong. She kicked the living shit out of Natalia for about a minute, threw her into both sets of the steps. Riptide, one, two, three. Highlight of the night was also Dominic Mysterio coming in, celebrating, jumping, wrapping his legs around her. Everything they do at the moment is golden. I absolutely love it. She looked very dominant. I'm interested to see where she goes next with that in terms of challenges, but loving her as champion, I think her and Roman Reigns are the two at the moment who you look at them and you think, yeah, they're world champions. They look great. They are phenomenal. So, yeah, perfect book match. Not a lot to say outside of it was exactly what I was hoping for. <sighs> then we get into the match that was probably my least favourite of the night, which is strange because it's two guys who I have a lot of time for, which is Brock versus Cody. I think Brock's one of the greatest of all time. I think he is very, very underrated. And I have loved Cody since he came back. I loved him building up to WrestleMania. Obviously, I know we had the pec tear, but even that storyline was great. And since WrestleMania, I've actually really enjoyed it as well. This match, though, was a bit... I was on the, on the fence with it, going into it. I was sure that Brock was going to go over because it made sense. I don't think you can have a match where Brock's against a one-armed guy and he loses. It takes away all of Brock's legitimacy and... I assume we're getting a third match at SummerSlam, which is fine. Again, this is Cody going through his hard times phase, which I'm all for as well. The match was just a bit a bit flat for me. It was kind of, for being only a 10-minute match, I felt it dragged a little bit. The Kimura was on way too long on Cody. This whole passing out from the pain thing is great because it makes him look strong. Some people I've seen trying to compare it to Austin versus Brett. It's just not. Like, let's be realistic. That was all... Well, one, it's one of the greatest matches of all time. But Austin didn't pass out just from the pain. He was also bleeding profusely. Which Cody wasn't. And I get they can't do that week in, week out. Which is fine. But the ending was a bit flat for me. And it went on too long. If they're going to do it that way, do it in the first Kimura. Make that move look as dangerous as humanly possible. It was what it was. Like I said, it was probably my least favourite match of the night. But I, I didn't hate it, but it was kind of... It was okay. It, it was what it was. We then got into the main event, which was my match of the weekend over both shows. It was perfect pretty much from start to finish. And I suppose did justify Seth and AJ going on at the start of the match because I don't think any match in the world could have followed this match so that makes sense I guess and again give Triple H credit where it's due when it comes to booking if you're going to do it this way this is the way to do it and yeah the match was great I, I, I loved the match itself there was a lot of back and forth there was a few times I thought you know what they are going to put the belts on Roman and Solo which I was not for whatsoever I really didn't want to see that 
as much as I like seeing Roman as dominant as possible, I felt it was really going to take away from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and how monumental it was that they main evented Mania and beat the Usos. I like the fact that we didn't know whether the Usos were there and they really held off on that and let the match build and progress. There was a few times you thought, oh God, Kevin Owens and Sami are actually going to take it clean. Roman would save it or Solo would save it and then vice versa. There was a few times I thought, you know what, they're actually, they are going to do it and pull the trigger. They didn't. As soon as the Usos turned up, I was so invested. I was right there wanting to see what we all wanted to see, which was Jimmy Uso turn. Jay's had his shot at Roman. Now it's Jimmy's turn. I'm not overly sold on Jimmy as a solo competitor just by the fact of we've not seen a huge amount of it. I wasn't with Jay and he did a great job. So I'm really excited to see where this is going to lead. The first super kick was great. And then I love the back and forth between Jimmy and Jay, what's going to go on. And then Jimmy hitting, hitting Roman again was icing on the cake. And then Haluva kick, one, two, three. Solo takes the pin. Solo looks really strong. I've really liked his booking. I think he's definitely the most, he's definitely the greenest when it comes to the bloodline. But they've done a really good job of highlighting his strengths without highlighting his weaknesses. Which is something I think WWE do a really good job of and don't get enough credit for. But yeah, the match was amazing. That that whole end sequence just drew me in. It was cinema as they say, and I think what it's done is really justified the idea of Roman going over Cody at WrestleMania. This match means so much less if Roman's not champion. He needs to be that dominant champion, and now to see him lose, I can't remember the last time we've seen him lose. Obviously, they protected him. He didn't take the pin, which he shouldn't have done, but he lost a match, and the ending shots of that match are Sammy and KO celebrating, and Roman with his head in his hands. When was the last time that's happened? It's been a very, very long time. If he wasn't the champion right now, it still means something, but it means a lot less. I get the whole idea of the bloodline imploding would still be going on, but he's the champion. He still looked dominant. He still smashes everyone. To then see him lose was pretty crazy. It was an amazing parting shot on the show. So, like I say, the show itself, it was all right. I did enjoy it, but it was not the best wwe show of the year for sure but overall i'd go seven out of ten it, it was good it was good and i'm looking forward to see where quite a few of the storylines progress so you certainly can't complain on that right let's talk aew double or nothing now again i think similar to night of champions this was a real mixed bag of a show there was some things i thought were really really great and i really enjoyed the problem is with this show because there's so many matches it's going to make me sound like i am really complaining more so about aw than i did wwe it's more just a case of because there were so many more matches there's going to be more negativity because they weren't all great there was some great matches too so we're going to start off and i'm not going to go on a rant here i really want to rant about the hardy boys but i'm going to leave that for another day but that six-man tag match was I didn't care about it whatsoever. The build-up was rubbish. I, I wish Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy didn't wrestle anymore. Specifically Jeff. Jeff's, I think, one of the biggest wastes of potential when it comes to a wrestler. Maybe ever. I don't understand why he went to AEW. 
at WWE, like I've just mentioned, they have a really good track record of protecting you and highlighting your strengths while hiding your weaknesses. He's went to AEW and all we're seeing at the moment is his weaknesses. They don't have anyone to rein him in. That whisper in the wind attempt where he goes, he jumps up and just eats shit, misses the rope. I've seen some people try to say that was him selling it. it there's no way he sells that like that. It was just a mistake. We're seeing too many of them. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot to say on this match apart from I, I don't want to see the Hardy Boys wrestle anymore. And yeah, that, that's it. I just don't want to see them wrestle anymore. It's just Jeff especially is just hurting his legacy. There's nothing he can do in AW that's going to improve his legacy. He's just repeatedly hurting it. But again, I'm not going to go into it apart from that match wasn't great next match was the opening match of the actual main card which was the 21 man blackjack battle royal for the aew international championship which i like the idea of that championship but i'm just going to put it out there orange cassidy is not my guy i just i kind of get the gimmick but i don't at the same time and it doesn't do a huge amount for me I think the guy can go in the ring. I, I really do. I know some people say he can't wrestle. He definitely can. And every now and then he'll show glimpses of that. And I'll think, you know what? Maybe I get it. But I don't. And I don't think he should be beating 20 other men. I did think they were going to put the belt on Swerve Strickland. And to be honest, I think he would have deserved it. I would have been all for that. I would have probably rated this match a bit higher. The match was fun. What I don't think has helped AW whatsoever is the picture of Orange Cassidy holding the title and all of those empty seats behind him. I know some people are going to say that's behind like the hard cam or whatnot. Again, it's such an amateurish mistake to make. You would never in a million years see that on a WWE show. And this is what I think really drags AW down at the moment. They have so much potential to be great, but they make too many mistakes. There was also, undeniably, a lot of empty seats in the arena which is fine, it is what it is. You can't expect every show to be a sellout. I'm not going to buy this whole idea of the stadium was completely full outside of those seats. It just wasn't. That picture has not helped anything whatsoever. But yeah, I thought Swerve should have went over. It is what it is, but Orange Cassidy is just not really my guy. <sighs> okay, now we're going to get to what was probably my worst match of both shows over the weekend. And that is saying something, but yeah, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match. Now, I'm not even going to go into this match fully. All I'm going to say is, if you have an unsanctioned match, I one, don't really understand why you did a contract signing for it, outside of maybe having the argument of they're signing to say that AEW aren't going to be involved. Maybe, fine. But then, to have the match to be stopped by the referee who was the AEW referee, doesn't make any sense, just from a logic standpoint. If your whole selling point of this match is it's unsanctioned, AEW aren't going to get involved in this, this is just two guys having a fight, and then an AEW ref stops the match, well, like, what's the point in that? It, it just logically doesn't make a huge amount of sense to me. The match was a bit of... I'm not... I love Chris Jericho. I, I think he's one of the greatest of all time. He's in the argument on to be in most people's Mount Rushmore's, I would say, but the last year or so, I just don't know what he's really bringing to the table anymore, and I don't know anyone who has really 
benefited from being involved with him. But again, that's a conversation for the, another day. The match was a mess. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the finish. I didn't enjoy the start. I didn't enjoy the middle. It just, it was a match that existed and I wasn't a big fan of. Now to get on to a much better match. And that is FTR, who I believe are the best tag team in the world at the moment, against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Now, if you told me a month, two months ago that FTR were going to be champions and they were going to go against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, I would have been all over that match slagging it off, saying it doesn't make sense, it's dumb, Jeff Jarrett's too old, he shouldn't be in the title picture. Jeff Jarrett's the MVP of that match. That guy is so underrated when it comes to being able to get other people over and to make other people look good he's so good during that match there was part of me for a short period of time i wanted to see jeff jarrett and jay lethal actually win the match which is crazy because they, they shouldn't be beating ftr ftr are tremendous i thought the finish was a little flat in the way that jay lethal took the pin but i'm not too fussed on that I liked seeing Aubrey Edwards get hit with a guitar because I'm not her biggest fan either. But yeah, the match was really good. It was a, a very good tag team match. It was one of my highlights of the weekend. Like I said, Jeff Jarrett was maybe MVP of the whole weekend, which is crazy to say given his age. But yeah, great match. Now we get on to a match that I was looking forward to and I wasn't, and I have mixed feelings on as well, and that's Wardlow versus Christian. I'm going to start by saying Christian coming out in a sleeveless turtleneck is absolutely hilarious, and I'm all for it. Him as a heel is just, he just gets it. He's just a very, very good wrestler. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to generate heat. Wardlow, I keep going up and down on. I loved him at the start of AW. I was then down on him. I've then been up on him. They made him look great when he squashed MJF and then just did nothing with him. The match was good. There was a lot of good back and forth, but there was two big things I want to talk about. The first is Wardlow doing the Jeff Hardy spot off of the ginormous ladder. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't get it. Maybe it's me. Maybe I, I just don't get it, but... He's supposed to be big, strong, and dominant. I don't want to see him flying off the top of a ladder. It's not what I expect of their one of their biggest, strongest wrestlers. What I want to see is him powerbomb Christian Cage three times, the third one through a ladder. Sure, that's fine. I'm all for that. The spot itself looked great. Don't get me wrong. It looked absolutely tremendous. And I like the fact that it was on a pay-per-view, not just on a Wednesday Night Dynamite, which they do have a bad habit of doing. At the same time, I'm not overly sold on a guy who looks like Wardlow doing spots like that. It doesn't... Just again, from a, a logic standpoint, I don't know where that really comes from. It looked great. It also looked like it fucking hurt. But whatever. I can kind of see past it to a point. The other part was where Wardlow jumped from the top rope onto the ladder. And they both fall. The ladder's broken. He then tries to climb up the broken ladder. This is just where Wardlow being green really shows it, it didn't look great it made him look dumb more than anything which is not what you want from your champion but i do think he should have won although i could see an argument for christian winning but they've kind of played hot potato with the title if you're going to keep it on someone for a while it should be wardlow so yeah overall it was a decent match but there was a couple of mistakes and then a couple of things i would question <sighs> then we get into 
Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. I, I think it's clear from the start Jamie was hurt and they were just trying to take the title off of her, which sucks. I, I feel for Jamie Hader. I think she's a very, very decent wrestler. And I think Tony Storm's really good as well. I thought the finish was terrible, where Tony kind of just palms Jamie off with one hand and Jamie goes flying into the ropes. It didn't really make it. It looked crap, but it was what it was. They needed to get the belt off of Jamie. I'm happy to have Tony Storm as a champion. I assume at some point, Soraya and Ruby will probably turn on her. But whatever, the match was what it was. It was only three minutes long. Hopefully, Jamie Hader recovers, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her when she comes back. We then had the trios match, House of Black versus the Acclaimed and Billy Gunn, and I'm going to be perfectly honest and say I didn't watch it. I enjoyed the Acclaimed's rap, as I always do, but I had a few other things to do when I just haven't had time. And if I was going to miss a match, that was just the one I went with. I'm sure it was was what it was. I'm sure it was a very typical House of Black match. I'm glad they went over but no, didn't watch it. Um, if you think I missed out on something, please let me know and I will go back and watch it. Otherwise, I probably won't. Oh, Then we got into Jade Cargill versus Taya Valkyrie. Now, I was really hopeful that Taya was going to go over because a bit similar to Bianca Belair in WWE, I was pretty bored of Jade Cargill's title run. I do like her. I think she looks unbelievable. She looks like a champion. I think she's far better now than she was when they first put the title on her. I think it's crazy. They've pretty much decided to train her as the champion. But at the same time, she is far better. She's getting safer. She's getting better. The original Jade versus Taya match was all right until that terrible finish. I was pretty downhearted when I seen Jade win again. I was just, it's just it's getting boring. But this is where I'm going to give Tony Khan a lot of credit because this is booked really smart. We then see the return of Chris Statlander, which I know they've been waiting for in a while to put the belt on her. She's been injured and whatnot. Her coming back was great. And then the wow factor of seeing Jade Cargill finally lose. Clean as well. One, two, three. All for it. Really good. Highlight of the night for me. Really good to see Chris Statlander back. Holding the title, she looks tremendous. I'm really excited to see what they do with Jade now. I, I do think it's actually going to help her not having this undefeated streak weighing her down now. She can have a bit more fun with the character as well. Hopefully she'll keep getting better because, like I say, I am really high on her. If she can get a bit better on the microphone and a bit better in the ring, I would love to see her go for the world title, but she needs at least another six months, I think. But yeah, that was a, a real big highlight of the night for me. We then what went... What, we then went into what I thought should have been the main event, which was the world title match. Again, same as like I just said about WWE, I believe the world title should be the main event. Unless you've got someone like Roman Reigns, I can maybe say that argument, but even then I didn't love it. I certainly don't think Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite should be ahead of MGF defending the title. I just think it takes away from some of the legitimacy of the title. Having said that, the match itself was pretty good. I enjoyed it. I thought the right man went over. I don't want to see Sammy Darby or Jungle Boy as a world champion anytime soon. Probably Darby Allen never. I could see Jungle Boy winning the world title in the future. Sammy, maybe. But yeah, the match was really fun. It kind of what was what it was. There was a couple of spots I was 
not so interested in where they were just putting spots in for the sake of putting spots in. My favourite part of the match was actually when all four of them did their respective kind of shout-outs to their mentors and did all the finishes. That was pretty cool. I actually really enjoyed that. MGF winning makes sense. I do think he's started to get a tiny bit stale as champion, but I think he's just a victim of his own success. He's one of the best guys on the roster. He's certainly one of the best on the microphone. He's such an asshole, but that guy can go in the ring. Like I say, it was a good just shy of 30 minutes and they all beat the hell out of each other they all came out looking great i don't think anyone looks particularly weak i think sammy looks stronger darby looks stronger and so the jungle boy so that's mgf doing a good job as champion as well it should have been the main event mgf holding the title above his head is always good oh dear me then we get into anarchy in the arena and this is where i'm going to get people complaining and slating me because i just I just don't get it. There's there's so many people in this match who I just don't want to see wrestle, who get pushed, that just don't do it for me. Brian Danielson, I think, is phenomenal. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's had one of the best careers of all time, if you just put it match per match against anybody else in the world. I think it stands, stands up. Claudio Castagnoli, I think, has done a great job since leaving WWE. I think he's one of the ones who has left WWE and really elevated himself i see him as much more of a big deal now than i did when he was cesaro so again those two i'm all for wheeler yuda is okay that's probably the best i can say about wheeler yuda he's, he's all right I, I certainly don't dislike him but he also doesn't have me clamoring for the remotes to put on a wheeler yuda match either but they're building him all right I, i'm not against him being in the match the issue for me is John Moxley. I've said it before on TikTok, on Twitter, probably on the podcast as well. I'm just not a John Moxley fan. I, I I don't get it. This whole persona that he seems to have, I just don't get. Blading in every match, it's just... Uh, yeah. I wasn't Dean Ambrose's biggest fan, but I do think Dean Ambrose was better than John Moxley. And again, I'm sure a bunch of you will disagree with that. I'm happy to have a debate with you about it but yeah and the whole idea of them being blackpool combat club without william regal i still think is a bit bizarre as well they should still be a team but just change the name none of those guys have anything to do with blackpool obviously that was all built around william regal who isn't even with the company anymore and then we have the elite i think kenny omega is great i wasn't kenny's biggest fan i actually think he's getting better i think he is probably at the moment he'd be in my top 10 current active wrestlers which again is going to upset some of the iwc who are going to say he's number one number two number three he's definitely in my top 10 i think he's brilliant i do also really like hangman i didn't like his title run but that was down to the way he was booked in the build-up i thought made him look quite weak but since then i've actually quite enjoyed it i absolutely hate the young bucks I'll just, there you go i've said it though I, I think they're rubbish i think they're so unbelievably overrated I, my issue with the Young Bucks match is if you've seen one, you've seen them all. They don't do anything remotely interesting. Sure, they're athletic and they fly around and they do some fun spots that I will never remember. But, like I say, I think, if I'm honest, I went into this match with a negative view that I wasn't going to enjoy it. And I, I didn't really. This whole tax going in people's mouths and fireworks on boots and stuff, is just it's just dumb. 
I just don't have any real time for it. And then obviously we have the big turn at the end with Takashida coming back, or however I'm supposed to pronounce that. It was all right. The problem I have is unless you are really, really into wrestling, that whole turn doesn't make a huge amount of sense. They don't do a good enough job of explaining to the casual fan why this makes such a big difference, why it's important. Don't get me wrong. I get that part of AW's glamour is the fact they don't push to the casual, but they should a little more. They need to, if they're going to progress, they need more fans. It's just, it is what it is. They're not currently competition the WWE. If they want to be, they need to have a bigger casual audience. But yeah, the match was what it was. It was just a bunch of guys doing spots and it wasn't for me. It, it wasn't a way to end a show for me either. It was okay. The overall show I, I, I did quite enjoy. Um, the crowd was very, very hit and miss in terms of the fact that almost not, there just clearly wasn't a, a huge amount of them there. But when they did get into it towards the end, that did help. I thought they were really into the MJF match. And to be fair, they were really into the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite match. It just, my own personal preference was, it, it, it's not my kind of match. I'm never going to enjoy it. It was okay, but I won't remember very much of that match outside of the Blackpool Combat Club winning. So that is pretty much my roundup of the big two shows on the weekend. I know there was also NXT. I just haven't had time to go through all of that as well. But yes, that was Night of Champions and AEW Double or Nothing. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. I'm going to try and get out at least to a week as the plan in the future. Hit me up on TikTok or on Twitter. Any questions? I'm going to start adding a few more bits in in the future as well. I've potentially got Wrestle Bros coming up, which will be another podcast I'm doing with one of my pals, Michael. But I'll let you know more about that as we go along. But yes, my name is Joe Taylor and this has been Wrestlers Fourth.